All right, everybody, welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. I'm Clayton. And I'm your Roman Sobel veteran. And I'm the Virgin. And we're back. We are back after Did you two miss weeks. it, Clayton? I know. Did I miss us? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's not like I didn't, I haven't seen you since. I know. You kind of, you came over for a few days this weekend, which was really fun. Yeah. And you just worked with Pat in the living room. So I really was, I was relegated to the bedroom, which was fine. You, you prefer it that way. Well, uh, I have like, there's guys, this fall is busy. There are a lot of really, really wonderful romance novels coming out. Um, and we are lucky enough that we're able to have access to arcs. Um, so I've been reading some romance novels that I've been loving can you can you name any of these or they're not they're not available yet right well they're not available yet but i will tell you the ones that i think you guys are going to want to pre-order so i mean the first one is the lady gets lucky by joanna shoop who is obviously like one of my favorite authors and this was just such a fantastic book and it's about like a rogue and a like a wallflower and um he's just like impossibly handsome and so then she goes to him to ask him to turn her into a vixen so she can get like a good husband but guess what happens instead oh i i couldn't imagine (laughs) it's been so long that i just don't know how these things work anymore they they quietly part ways no of course not they end up together and it's so good she's also like a chef and it takes place in new york in the gilded age Uh, it's everything that you want it's it's such a like a quintessential, super fun, super sexy romance novel that I would say just pre-order it now because you're gonna want to read it when it comes out. And isn't it more fun to have it just appear on your door or in your Kindle? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went on vacation and I read The X Hex by Aaron Sterling, which was also really fun. For some reason, this fall there is a ton. I mean, not for, <laughs> for no reason, but there, more than a normally spooky season, there are a ton of witch books, like books coming out with a witch protagonist um, this fall. And so the X-Hex was the first one I read of what I'm sure is going to be a bunch of them. And one we should definitely read for the podcast. If not specifically that one, we definitely need to read a witchy book. Well, I have um, the X-Hex. I, got, I have that one sent to me as well. Oh. So that'd be well, a good one to do if you if you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really, really fun. It was like small town. It was like a small town romance um, in like a spooky village where magic is real. I really enjoyed that one, too. So, I mean, those were my two ones that I really loved. Well, Shocktober. Shocktober is coming up. Shocktober. (laughs) Well, you know who else has a witch book coming out? I haven't had the pleasure of reading yet. But Anna Aguirre. What? Yeah, called Witch Please. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's already out. No, it's come well actually, okay, well, let me look it up. I feel bad. Um, I don't think it's out yet. I think it's one of the ones uh that is coming out. It for the season. Yeah, I think it's coming out for the season. So because um, September seventh. Oh, so it is out. It's out today. It's out. As it's we're recording this. So, 
she she's actually pretty prolific because uh, mm-hmm. we you know uh, of course author of Strange Love, one of my favorite uh, novels ever, mm-hmm. and we haven't re- really read anything else that she's written, so it would be interesting to read some of her non-alien stuff. Right, we only read her two alien books. Would it? Do you think for October, mm-hmm. would it be too repetitive to just do witch books? No, let's just do witch books. Listen, I love a witch. You, you, would you identify as a witch or no? You don't go that far. Um. Or you I do go that not, far. I'd say I'm not not a witch. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't really, like, I like that sort of, like, esoteric stuff. Like, I read tarot and I have a lot of tinctures and I do have an altar in my bedroom. The okay. cat always passes by, looks at it, and goes, so that's the altar. <laughs> I mean, you're really, uh, yeah, because Pat's Italian, you're really uh, messing with his <laughs> Catholicism there. I know, but listen, he didn't get there first, so I got there first. And I do do candle magic, and then I do pay attention to the phases of the moon, and then I do do moon ceremonies. Yes, so, yeah. you do go to moon parties. That is true. We've, we've mentioned moon your parties. moon parties. Well, I haven't been to a moon party in two years because of the vid. So I'm excited um, to get that started up again. Man, this New, this yeah. pandemic, this, this disease has so many nicknames. <laughs> I guess after two years, you got to make it fresh, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I got that nickname from my friend, uh, from my mother's friend who is, who ran, who took a job as a, the head of a pulmonary unit in um, uh, January of 2020. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is, uh, I can't imagine a worse time. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so then she called it the vid. So I thought that was fun. Yeah, that's, that's like, that's like becoming an outhouse cleaner after a chili cook-off. But, uh, yeah, so let's read just witch books. I would be, I mean, like, listen, I would be down to do, read as many witch books as you got for me. Yeah, too bad Practical Magic, we already did it, because we could do that as a movie, but, because that was, that's a romance, but we already did it. Yeah. I mean, I fully disassociated (laughs) during that episode, because you and Pat hated it so much, and I love it so much that I just was like, I just like went away in my mind. I, I would not say, okay. Hate is such a strong word. Yeah, we didn't but have you like listened to it. the episode? For people who love Hocus Pocus, not Hocus Pocus. What, what I, I love Hocus about? Pocus. Well, I love for, it too. For people who love a certain movie, just because mm-hmm. not even not even Practical Magic, but when when especially nowadays, if somebody loves something, the mere act of not liking it or not loving it feels like hate to them. And so we just didn't see what was good about the movie. It just was kind of boring and all over the place for us. But that that registers as hate now. I think you need to go back and listen to that episode. Well, I I agree. I agree. You could be neutral on something. You cannot enjoy something. But I think that like you guys really ripped it apart. Did we say we hate, 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 hate this movie? I don't remember exactly, but that was like the tone of what you guys were saying. At least it was the subtext. 
<laughs> it was the subtext. I mean, no, you like, I, I'm sorry. I get what you're saying. And I do think that's true. Like it's possible to just be like neutral on subjects, but I don't think that that was one of them. <laughs> I think that you guys, maybe not you, but, but you know, I, I will say that uh, like when we did the Bridget Jones's diary, we did oh. come down hard on Colin Firth. Well, yeah, Pat has a thing against Colin Firth that I just don't understand. Yeah, that I'm I'm more don't get it. And I think he is more F this dude. <laughs> really and truly. And I don't understand what Colin Firth ever did to him. But he has like a lot of animosity. So I think it's just yeah. hit you in a way that just like some people that it's it's just a chemistry thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you you see them. It's not even chemistry because it's visual. It's like you see them and you have a bad feeling. And that might be the the yeah. case. I know there's I'm not going to name actors that I feel that way about because it's unfair and it's not on them. It's all on me. But oh, I'll yeah, I was cer- ready with names. But yeah. Yeah, but I'll see certain actors and that are, you know, good. They're, they don't seem like bad people. I'll just look at them and think, oh, I just hate you. And I and I mm-hmm. wish I didn't. Yeah. But I'm sure there's people who look at me and think the same thing. <laughs> In fact, I know there's people that do that. <laughs> but is that based on, like, things you've done or just the look of you? No, just the look. I mean, just there's there's... Because there is some sometimes people who look like other people who have done bad things to you. And that's mm-hmm. and you might not even register that that's the reason why you don't like the person. Yeah. And I always look like people's cousin. I always like, look, look like, like people's ex-girlfriend. Oh, so th- I mean, that's you probably get more hate than me then. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Because people usually either like their cousin or aren't around their cousin enough to have a feeling about their cousin. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they hate their cousin because they're just a a bad person or, you know, voted for someone they didn't want them to vote for. (laughs) Yeah. We've gotten a ton of uh, emails from you guys that were all really wonderful. We have read them all, (laughs) but we just haven't responded quite yet. Well, I will say the morning glory milking farm episode did Bafo numbers. What's Bafo? Ver- What's Bafo? Oh, I'm <laughs> going to tell Pat that you that you asked that question. He's going to be so mad. <laughs> that just means that it did really well. Oh, good. Yeah. So people were loving the episode, loving that book. And did we get any sort of feedback on that book? Yeah, people emailed about the book. I mean, mostly it's people just saying, like, I didn't want to read that book, and then I listened to the episode, and then I read the book, and I liked it. Which is all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's best case scenario. It is such a lovely little book. Um, yes. And I think we, d- if if we can provide any sort of service, it's that. Mm-hmm. Is, is reading something that maybe people are on the fence about and trying to get them to to read it. Or not. Or going there and saying, guys, this, this ain't it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that wasn't the case with Morning Glory, obviously. We loved that book. Yes, that was a very fun book. It was funny to be on vacation because I went to visit my friend of mine who moved to Mexico um, almost two years ago now. Uh, 
I went to visit her finally because it was like safe to do so and all that stuff. Uh, and it was fun having to meet a lot of people. And she'd be like, and Aaron has a podcast. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> like it's a romance podcast. And people always had follow up questions. That's why but, we need to get cards. I know. But that's why it was funny to be like, oh, most recently. Oh, yeah. We read a um, Minotaur romance where she um, jerks him off for cash. But then they fall in love. And it's very sweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you went to Mexico and I mm-hmm. did, oh, I mean, I did things, but nothing of note. <laughs> but it was fun. Like, I think every once in a while we need to take a break. And I think like we did when we took our first big break after Bridgerton, I think, um, you know, it, this, the, the churn of this can get to be a lot. And so sometimes it's nice to step away and then miss it a little bit. Cause I definitely did miss it. I yeah. missed talking to you guys. I missed sort of you, Clayton, and recording these episodes and stuff. So every once in a while, I think you need to step back to just make sure it's still what you want to do. And this is definitely still what we want to do. Absolutely. Well, so then what are we reading next week? Because this is a big author that mm-hmm. we've not done yet. So obviously, we're talking about Elizabeth Hoyt. So she is... A wonderful writer who I admire a lot. We are recommended her all the time. Um, And I think something that we used to try to do was like not read as much historical romance. And then I think we just kind of realized like, why? (laughs) Why not read more historical romance that we love? And there's so much in the genre that's so interesting. Um, And so when I was deciding which Elizabeth Hoyt to read. Um, Because like I said, I do have so many of her books that I really, really cherish. I figure that there only could be one that I have a feeling, Clayton, you're going to be relating to. Charming Mickey O'Connor is the hero. He's a pirate. He's a river pirate. He is you know, the leader of this pirate gang. And I just thought if there was ever a hero that I think Clayton's really going to love, other than Craven, other than like sort of our big guys, um, I thought this could be it. It's a really, really beautiful story. It's really well told. And it does a lot of what I love of historical romance as far as is about a lot more than the book appears to be on the surface. Um, which is something that uh, Hoyt does really well. So we're reading Scandalous Desires, which is Maiden Lane number three by Elizabeth Hoyt. Um, Like I said, there are 12 books in this series. Um, But I would say you get a lot by reading them in order, but they are all pretty much standalones. Um, If you do want to hop around, that's also something that you can do. So I feel like, uh, yeah, reading number three first for you, Clayton, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, and it's, it's a really great book. Nice. Do, do you, do you have the flap? Yep. Do we, are we ready to flap it? Oh, flap it. Yeah. Okay. Scandalous Desires, Maiden Lane number three by Elizabeth Hoyt. Can a pirate learn that the only true treasure lies in a woman's heart? Widowed Silence Hollingbrook is impoverished, lovely, and kind. And nine months ago, she made a horrible mistake. She went to a river pirate for help saving her husband and in the process made a bargain that cost her her marriage. 
That night wounded her so terribly that she hides in the foundling home she runs with her brother. Except now that same river pirate is back and he's asking for help. Charming Mickey O'Connor is the most ruthless river pirate in London. Devastatingly handsome and fearsomely intelligent, he clawed his way up through London's criminal underworld. Mickey has no use for tender emotions like compassion and love, and he sees people as pawns to be manipulated. And yet, he's never been able to forget the naive captain's wife who came to him for help. Wow. That's shades it. of Shades of Craven. <laughs> shades of Craven. Yes, totally. But yeah, I think Scandalous Desires is one that has definitely been recommended to us. Um, and it's one that definitely when people talk about Hoyt, they definitely bring this one up because it's so good. But I don't want to temper your feelings towards it. So we'll go in with an open mind. But I think this is a book that's really exemplary of uh, what Hoyt can do. And it probably won't be the last one of hers we'll read. Yeah, I'm excited. It's good to get back into it with a historical. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, I mean, I don't think is there anything else we need to talk about or should we just get reading? Let's just get reading. So you guys can always email us at learningthetopespodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, we read all the emails. We will respond eventually, but it's just it sometimes it takes us a second. We are on Instagram at Learning the Tropes, on Twitter at Learning Tropes. We have our Facebook group, the Learning the Tropes Troop, which is going to be, uh, which you guys can join. It's really fun over there. Um, we have merch, which is linked below if you want to get a mask or sweatshirt or something. And yeah, it's so TikTok. Oh, we have a TikTok, Learning the Tropes, um, that Annie runs, and she's really, really good at it. So definitely go follow us over there. Um, and yeah, like I've said, we are reading Scandalous Desires uh, by Elizabeth Hoyt next week. And so we will see you then. All right, everybody. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.